Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop. I'm a little under the weather today, but I couldn't miss out on the chance with talking to Spencer Hazard. He is a guitarist for a band called Full of Hell from the East Coast, I believe, uh, Maryland? Yes. Awesome. Uh, They just released a new album called Weeping Choir, their first album on Relapse Records. Uh, First off, congratulations, man. This is a huge thing for you guys. Must be a landmark time for the band. Yeah, man. It's, it's, It's pretty surreal. And thank you for having me on the show. Oh, you're very welcome, man. Like, uh... Your first album with Relapse Records, they're an institution in underground music. They put everything from from Mastodon to Pig Destroyer to Agoraphobic Nosebleed. I mean, they they really have cornered the market in extreme but also varied releases. How does it feel to be part of the Relapse family, dude? Uh, It's it's awesome. I mean, Relapse is like one of the labels that like helped me get into extreme music as a kid, especially like I'm 30 now, so I remember when they had like the huge distro online and just going like spending my summers, like working a, a minimum, like a, like a summer job just so I can buy stuff off the, the distro. Oh, absolutely. And those contaminated two disc samplers would just give you a variety of, of insane bands. Oh yeah, definitely. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, con- again, congratulations, but uh, tell us a little bit about the process of recording uh, the new album, Weeping Choir. Like who did you work with? How long did you guys take on it? And uh, what was the process like? This it, it took us about a year to write. Um, okay, I was living in I was living in Philadelphia while Dylan has always lived in Pennsylvania. But the other two guys, the other two instrument players in the band, Dave the drummer and Sam the bass player, um, were in Ocean City, Maryland, my hometown. So it was difficult to write the album because I'm used to just like bringing riffs to practice and we're able to build off of them. But since I lived so like I lived like three hours away from them. I would just be able to come down for practice like maybe once a month or once every two months. Okay. So it took a little bit to write it, but we uh, recorded again with Kurt Ballou, who did our last record, Trumpeting Ecstasy, Yeah. two years ago. And uh, this was the longest we've ever taken in the studio to record an LP, which was still only six days. Well, you know, I mean, if you guys are generally work pretty fast, it seems like, or is it just like you just want to have the chaos come out in bursts? Or I think we go in, we, we psych ourselves out before we go to the studio, like, oh man, I hope we're able to get this done in time. So we just practice and practice and practice until we get it as tight as humanly possible. So then in the studio, we're not wasting any time, like having to do take after take or not knowing the songs, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Well, fair enough, man. That's awesome that you work with Kurt Ballou. Obviously, he's a huge uh, part of the uh, metal scene these days. He plays in Converge, but also he produces and, and records so many bands. It's it's uh, it's no wonder that it sounds so awesome. Yeah. You guys are celebrating, I believe, 10 years of uh, of being an active band, Full of Hell is. And uh, give us a little bit of the origin story of Full of Hell. How did you guys meet? Uh, did you guys 
meet within like the metal or hardcore scene or how did that go? Definitely the hardcore scene. I am the only original member of the first lineup. Oh, okay. Um, Dave's second longest where he did, he played drums on the very first tour, which stupidly enough, we booked a tour only being a band for like three months kind of thing. Somehow I figured it out. He was only like 15 years old. And my friend told me, he was like, Oh, I know this kid. He's really good at drums. And, uh, but he's like really young. So I just messaged him on MySpace and was like, Hey, do you want to go on tour? And he was like, I'm 15 and I've never been in a band before. And I was like, that's cool. It doesn't matter. So we, we, we basically just threw him into it and we're like, taught him the ropes as we went along because the rest of us in the band were just like at least experienced from touring in other bands still we were pretty young like i was like 19 when full of hell started and like the uh, the original singer was like 18 and stuff like that yeah. but yeah we just figured it out as we went along and then uh we i just knew dylan previously from playing in other bands and stuff and once he found out the original singer quit i like join you guys and we're like yeah sure you live six hours away and he was like that's fine i'll make it work so nice. that's basically and then and then it's just been a revolving door of bass players but the solid members of basically me dylan and dave for the past 10 years so you said you had him in the band when he was 15 dave uh tell me did you guys have to sit down with his parents and just like convince them hey it'll be all right yeah just being like his parents came over and met with my parents and everything and my dad was just like yeah at least i had prior experience touring in other bands since i was like 18 and stuff and his parents are just cool with it i mean he went to europe the first time with us when he was 16 years old and we basically had to write him a fake slip to get him out of school for a month that's amazing so yeah but it all worked out Man, that's like his high school was full of hell. Like you, you guys have like raised this kid into being like a full blown extreme metal musician. That's insane. Yeah, I know. We we kind of did a crappy job. Whatever. <laughs> well, it seems to have stuck. Uh, so let's go back a little bit further. Then you know we're talking about his early days. Let's go back to your early days. What's like the first extreme band, whether it be metal or punk or hardcore? What's the first time you ever got exposed to that? And uh, tell me what what about it kept you around? I feel like everybody my age demographic got into a lot of music because of like either being like seeing a hot topic when they were like 13 years old or 12 years old in middle school and stuff. And then MySpace, of course, but like all through middle school and stuff, I really liked early like 77 punk stuff like the Ramones and Misfits and Dead Kennedys and stuff. And then gradually got into like Black Flag and like Sham 69, like more like typical hardcore oi type stuff. And I more got, and then I started to get into like uh, more metalcore in high school, just because that's what was popular, especially too with Headbangers Ball on like MTV2 when I was like 14 years old and stuff. Shout but, out Jamie Josta for uh, showing those those videos. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, MySpace really, like I said, for my age demographic, really changed the game for discovering music because of because of MySpace and then to the Hellfest DVD, discovering bands like The Locust and Daughters, and then finding out about more grind bands like Drop Dead and Agoraphobic Nosebleed and stuff just through the internet. It it changed me. So then by the time I was like 
in like 11th grade, I was just like, all my friends are like listening to like scene music and stuff. But I was like checking out stuff on like Hydrahead and Southern Lord. And they're like, yeah. why do you like that stuff? So that's crazy, man. So it's just literally you just went to the more extreme, to the more extreme, to the more extreme. And shout out to the Hellfest DVDs because I still have my uh, my stack of Hellfest DVDs at my apartment. Yeah, it's like seeing the locusts for the first time when I was like 15 or 16. I was like, this is so stupid. But like something, it, it enamored me. And I was like, I, I couldn't stop thinking thinking about it and then for me and change the way I look at music. So I, I got to ask you because uh, you guys use a lot of, um, I guess you would call it harsh noise elements in the band. Uh, and if anyone's listening now and they're like, what are you talking about? Harsh noise. It's pretty much just when it sounds like, uh, like the brown note or something on a full of hell record. It's just like really yeah. agri- abrasive, extreme sounds. There's no way to really describe it other than just being very harsh, uh, abrasive music. Uh, not a, just noise. So where's that influence yeah. coming from? Uh, where's that influence coming from, dude? Initially, because I was really into like Southern Lord Records. Yeah. And I would, it was like one of those things like people talk about, like you look in the liner notes and look up bands and previous members and previous members bands. And looking at a Sun record, I discovered like they had done stuff with John Weiss who is like a legendary noise musician who was okay. in Bastard Noise at one point. Yeah. And and uh, then from there I discovered like Man's the Bastard and the Endless Blockade. And then uh, a really pivotal record was the last Insect Warfare record, which was just noise and drums. Nice. And that's what made me that's what made me want to add noise to a band. But even from Sun, I learned about Mersbell, who we ended up collaborating with because he was on a couple of Sun records. So it it all it, it's all like a like third degree kind of thing. You yeah, find talk out about, about full circle, people, man. Meet people. Yeah, exactly. That's insane, dude. Uh, so tell me a little bit about like uh, I'm sure you guys have toured a lot, and uh, you said you guys collaborated with Mersbo. What are just a a couple of the most insane? You know, someone who's listening now, they might not be fully initiated into Full of Hell. They might never ever have seen you go see Full of Hell. It's a very intense, very abrasive experience. What are the most abrasive or insane sets that you have personally ever seen live from other bands? Oh, that's a good question. I know not necessarily abrasive or or like insane set, but uh, a couple of years ago I saw Spectral Voice in Baltimore. Oh, they're there awesome. Like maybe only there's only maybe like about 50 people there and the show was running late and it was them and Undergang. Nice. So I had to leave after Spectral Voice played, but it was the most perfect like tight band I've ever seen in my entire life. Like even as being a ba- being a musician for as long as I have, I was like, I cannot believe how good this band sounds right now. It was really inspiring to see like a group of guys in like my age demographic being like that tight of a band. Hell yeah, dude! They're they're an amazing band, and I saw that tour too. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, uh, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. There's 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 other sets, but it's like I'm around music so much all the time it kind of blurs together sometimes no it's hard to when i put you on the spot like that too i'm sure like in like an hour there's going to be like 20 sets that come to mind and you're gonna be like damn it i wish i was talking to him now yeah (laughs) uh all right well let's let's flip the script a little bit and pretend that you were the radio dj what are a a few bands that you would make sure to play if you were a radio dj if you were in charge of uh of press and play on the uh on the albums i think i had discovered this not discovered i heard about this band Years ago, when they got back together, Harvey Milk. Yeah, and I kind of yeah. pushed. I kind of pushed it aside up until this year, where I found 
one of their records in a dollar bin okay. at some record store in Delaware, and I listened to it, and it has legitimately changed my life this year and has become my absolute all-time favorite band ever. Wow. You so just did the deep I dive. Would, yeah, deep dive. Per, I can honestly say a perfect band. That's cool, man. Uh, what do you... Uh... What do you think about, so like, let's contrast back when we were kids and you were talking about looking at liner notes and uh, you had to kind of deep dive within like, you know, you would have to budget though, because you would probably have to buy a lot of CDs or records. Um, Which do you prefer? Do you, do you like that? Or do you like uh, the idea of now we can, there's so much music out there digitally. We can just, you could spend an hour on Spotify and you could become a, uh, you could become like a, 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 freaking genius on like black metal if you wanted to if you just spent like two days on it i honestly still prefer physical medium and i prefer cds because like you said there's so much music out there when you look at it digitally it's hard to concentrate on one thing because you're like oh this is this band is related to this band i should check out this band you can't i feel like me personally i can't sit down and appreciate one band because it's like a sensory overload. Sure. Whereas like a CD, I can get in my car and just drive around and do something and put it put it in and listen to the whole thing on repeat. Yeah, it's and actually like appreciate this, appreciate the songs, appreciate the musicianship. It certainly helps uh, people with me that that have like ADD. It helps us uh, try to just focus because otherwise I could just go wild and just keep clicking. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, here's a question uh, that is kind of random, but uh, I'm almost getting down to the end of it here. We have, uh, by the way, we have Spencer Hazard, uh, the guitarist for the band called Full of Hell. If you're just tuning in, they just put out a new record called Weeping Choir on Relapse Records. But when you guys aren't touring or playing or recording, what kind of stuff do you get into? Like, uh, what do you fill your time with? Um, I mean, we all like, especially the last, we this is the longest break we've ever had as a band. Yeah. So it's been like a nine month long break because we didn't want to like oversaturate the market with playing, especially until we had a new record out. So sure. we've all just been like either working jobs or like Dylan prints t-shirts. Sam, our bass player, works at a bar. I do construction, and Dave works at a sunglass shop on the boardwalk. So we're all just busy doing normal job stuff. Well, uh, but like, uh, what are some of your hobbies though? I started making uh, like noise devices. Oh, so it's wow. Like basically like, uh, it's basically like percussion devices. It's called industrial hazard. And it's basically, I take elements from like, like an industrial site, basically like stuff you can get from like an electronics store or a hardware store and turning it into like a handheld instrument or like a microphone. All right, Slipknot needs to call this guy. Yeah, please. <laughs> Get the Slipknot contract, you're set for life, dude. Exactly. That's awesome. Is there any way that we can look this stuff up, or is it? Uh, do you have a website for it or anything? I have an Instagram for it, and it's just Industrial Hazard at Instagram. So what are some of your goals for 2019, man? I know the record is, is pretty huge, and uh, you know it just came out. I'm sure you guys are going to be doing some touring. What are some of your goals? Uh, just touring as much as possible. And two, I have like a, another side project called iFlies, which is just a noise rock band. Cool. And it basically, it's my summer is completely filled because it's as soon as Full Hell's off tour, go on tour iFlies. As soon as iFlies off tour, Full Hell's back on tour, vice versa until until the fall, basically. 
So the goal is just to stay alive and uh, stay healthy, right? Yeah, don't drive myself insane, burn myself out. <laughs> well, good luck, man. That's uh, quite a quite an order, but it's it's pretty awesome. We're going to be playing the hell out of the new Full of Hell album, uh, but I got to ask you, this is one question we got to ask, because we are a Seattle show, uh, what is your favorite Seattle band of all time, man? It's They're not technically Seattle, but they're Pacific Northwest, and I got to go to the Melvins. Yeah, all right. I got it, man. That's uh that's definitely a, a heavy, awesome institution in the Northwest. And uh uh any final words for the Northwest audience before we let you go? Hopefully we can come back sometime this year or at least the beginning of twenty twenty. I mean it's one of our favorite places to play. Hell yeah, man. Spencer, thank you very much, man, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Cool. Thanks, man. This has been Metal Shop's backstage pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law